Hello, and welcome to my email. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, this is my email. That's funny. All right. Hello, and welcome to my podcast, where the dark corners are. My name is Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess for this podcast, not the Gmail. <laughs> Sorry about that. Funny stuff. Funny stuff, yes. So tonight, we are concluding our February slash Valentine special. All month long, every Tuesday night, we've broadcasted and discussed killer couples. Tonight... We're going to conclude with good old Bon Bon and Clyde, the Bonnie and Clyde Barrow Gang. Shoot him up, kill him, Clyde. All right. So when we last left off last week, we shared a funny story of how they basically kidnapped a motorcycle cop, made him steal a car battery, made him put the car battery in the car, and left him out in the middle of nowhere. And this all happens about... Uh, just after the new year of 1933. Now, we discussed a little bit about Bonbon and her being married. And while she's out running around with Clyde, her husband actually does get released. And he's still thugging. I mean, I just, they just don't change. And he ends up getting arrested again in March 1933. And this doesn't necessarily play So out. were they still married at that time? Oh yes, they're they're married till she dies. So they're th- so they're married but she's running around with Clyde. Correct. Hmm. Correct. And she does consider Clyde to basically be the love of her life. So speaking of March, so he gets arrested on March 5th. On March 23rd, 1933, the Barrow Gang actually gets an extra member. We're talking Clyde's older brother, Buck. Remember Trippy Buck? No. Okay, well, he was there. Anywho, he gets released, and of course, he joins up with Clyde. And with him, he brings Blanche. Buck brings his bride, Blanche. Don't say that ten times. So now we got Buck, Blanche, Bonnie, and Clyde. Correct. All right. And they decide to rent an apartment in Joplin, Missouri. And they decide to kind of hang out. For a few months, kind of take a take a rest, a breather, before because thugging can be so hard. I think it is a little bit. It could be. Well, I mean, always on the run. Always on the run. Yeah. 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 I get it. Got to take a break. The issue, however, is that their unusual activity catches the attention of the neighbors, and they report them to the police. So. The cars that they end up collecting because they're trying to obviously assemble some type of, you know, multiple equipments and vehicles for their, you know, future. Got to have lots of plans, man. Correct. Backup plan. So the the cops show up on April 13th, and he is like, he singles to everybody, hey, 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 we're about to be surrounded. And WD, who Clyde has not dumped yet, 
just begins shooting. And so Clyde, you know, signals for Bonbon, Buck, and Blanche. And they all move out to the garage. And, I mean, this is kind of like a new deal for Blanche. So she's hysterical. She's going crazy. And she goes and she just runs out the back door. And everybody else hops into a Ford truck, you know, revs that engine and just basically smashes right through the, the police blockade. And they're just so shocked that the cops are like, oh, my God, Blanche is running down the street. <laughs> so... Do they at least stop and pick her up? They actually, they slow down because, you know, friends stop. She just jumps in the back. Correct. Clyde just slows down just enough for Buck to pick her up and pull her into the truck. Well, at least they got her. That's what matters. Correct. However, because they leave in such a hurry, there's a ton of evidence as to who they all are, what maybe potential future plans were, and who the mysterious new group members are such as Blanche, because she left her purse there, and Buck, because Buck left his parole papers there. So they were a bit too relaxed, I think. Either way, so by now, the gang is actually understanding that the police are becoming wise to their actions, their behavior, of, you know, stealing a car, changing the license plate. So they understand that they need to do that more frequently to kind of shake the hot fuzz. So on June 9th, 1933, they're, you know, looking around, looking around, and they see this beautiful black Chevrolet, and they decide to steal it in broad daylight. And it just so happens that the owner sees them speed off and is like, oh, hells to the no, borrows the neighbor's car and gives chase. Now, when he catches up, he only sees... WD, and and then it dawns on him that he's being followed by the rest of the barrel gang in a second car. Now, at this point in time, they're caught. They take the owner and his neighbor, because the neighbor owns the car, hostage, and they basically drive them around for the rest of the night, stopping for food, and finally, they're like... We're just going to kick you out here. Here's some money. Good luck. See you later. Bye. Correct. Thanks for the new car. Well, at least they didn't kill him. Right. But immediately after this, they gun it because they've taken hostages and... And killed cops. Well, not in this instance, but they gun it. They try to get, a, you know, some distance from kidnapping right. the guy. Right. And as they're gunning down the highway towards Wellington... Clyde, who is driving, doesn't really notice that there's road maintenance going on and that the bridge has been removed for repairs. And unable to stop, Clyde basically breaks but slides into a ravine and Bonnie is thrown from the car and is pinned by the car frame while the others escape from harm. And as she's pinned, not only does a fire begin, but the hood explodes and the hot oil and battery acid sprays on her leg, burns through her clothes, burns through her the tissue, and actually burns all the way to her bone. Now, 
painful. Correct. I mean, yeah. and this is the 1930s. They, 1933. they didn't have medicine like we do now. Correct. Now, a nearby farmer hears her screaming and crying, and he actually goes over to help, and he actually brings her to her his house before he realizes he's just helped the Bonnie and Clyde gang here. And as soon as he kind of realizes his mistake... He probably just saved poor Bon Bon's life. Well, it's, po- it's possible. He actually goes, he kind of slips out the back to go to the neighbor's to contact the police, leaving, leaving his wife to attend Bon Bon and her burn leg. Sorry, dear. I got to go. Correct. Correct. These are bad people. I'm leaving you here with them. Right. But Clyde realizes the farmer's onto us, and he grabs the gang. They head out. They steal his car, and they gun gun it. Okay. So now they stole the farmer's car. Correct. Who just probably saved Bonnie's life. Well, I don't know about save, but tried to help her. So he decides, Clyde decides that they're going to go, they're going to find a doctor. They go and find a doctor. The doctor says, you need to hire a nurse. And Clyde does that. Okay. He sends the members out for, uh, to get some quick cash in the surrounding area while he stays by Bonnie's side. And I mean, he's really, truly, truly worried at this point in time because he even calls Bonbon's sister gives away their location and to say, hey, Gene, can you please come up and help uh, rec- help Bonnie with her recovery? Now, in the meantime, the rest of the gang, they're robbing banks, they're robbing grocery stores, and they're, you know, all this robbing, it gets immediate attention. So there's police chases, there's shootouts, and they even kill a marshal. So, so that's the third cop they killed. Right. So they then steal the doctor's car, but it does actually have some of the necessary medical supplies they need for Bonnie. And they continue to ride around state after state, just ducking and weaving, thugging it along. Eventually, this just wears them down. They're tired. They're hungry. They just kind of want to sit down for a minute. On July 18th, 1933, the gang actually pulls into the Red Crown Tourist Camp outside of Plate City, Missouri. And you know Blanche is still with him. They like I said they they snatched her up when she lost her mind and ran down the street. <laughs> she goes and checks them in, but the night clerk who's watching them unload you know injured Bonnie also sees them carrying rifles and sawed-off shotguns, and it's like you guys need to do a little better job of this. You just Put them in a duffel bag. Well, I don't know if they had duffel bags back then, but, you know, throw a coat over it or something. Wrap them in a blanket. Right. Yeah. So the clerk phones the cops. The cops, and I don't know why it took the cops a few days later, but the cops ended up raiding the cabins. And during this raid, the cops basically surround the cabins, and then the cops are like, from the safety of their cars, they're like, open up, we know you're in there, kind of a deal. And Clyde is like... Come out with your hands up. Correct. Clyde is like, you ain't taking me alive, coppers. And basically just shooting away, shooting away. And everyone... And the shooting begins, basically. Unfortunately, Buck gets shot in the head by two bullets. And he falls back, lands into Blanche's arms, while Clyde is like, shit, we got to get out of here. 
He carries Bonnie to the car because remember, Bonnie's got a busted, burnt leg. Blanche puts Buck in the back of the car. And once again, and at this time, Buck is. He's fatally wounded. Injured pretty, pretty badly. Correct. Pretty bad. Correct. So again, he revs the engine, busts uh, through the garage door, and the cops are just so startled that he just barrels right through them, and nobody even tries to start firing back or, you know, he'll get back in our cars. we got to stop him. So basically, Clyde gets this window of escape opportunity, and... By the time the cops kind of figure out, oh, God, we need, we should probably be doing something, they begin firing, and they actually strike WD in the shoulder. And in the process of that, it the bullets shatter the window, the shattered glass fly back into Blanche's eyes, and she ends up going blind. So by now, they're, they're, they're really fucked up, basically. Yeah, There's sounds no- like it. She's blind. Buck's dying. Bonnie's got a burnt leg. DW. WD's got a WD's bum got a shoulder. Bu- a bullet shoulder. Yeah. What happened to Clyde? Nothing so far, huh? Correct. Correct. He's the only one, huh? Right. So they acquire a second car, and they turn off at Dexville Park, which is an abandoned amusement park, and they basically stop to assess their wounds, get some water, and you know start addressing their situation and trying their to figure injuries. out what they're going to do. Right. They get spotted by a hunter and the hunter alerts the police. So Bonnie's like, the cops are coming. We got to go. We got to go. So Clyde loads everybody into the nearest car and they take off. And once again, the cops surround them. Everybody's firing. This time, Bonnie and Clyde both take bullets in the arm. And as he's trying to get away, Clyde actually smashes the car into a tree. He and Bonnie flee on foot into the forest while Buck and Blanche are basically flown from the car in opposite directions and lie down there cowering, laying low from the flying bullets. So She's blind at this point, Well, right? yeah, we well, think. Correct. She's got glass in her eyes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Buck ends up dying three days later in a hospital. So they actually did perform surgery to remove the bullets, but he develops pneumonia and he dies. So the the police obviously caught Buck and I'm assuming Blanche. Blanche, correct. Okay. Blanche, on the other hand, ends up serving ten years in a woman's prison, and they get separated from WD. Okay. I so I want to see WD forty because that's just <laughs> what I want to say. Well, earlier you kept saying DW. Well, I wasn't going to correct you, so. All right. Well, it's WD, not DW. Anyways, Bonnie and Clyde actually hang out in a cornfield on the lamb. DW on the run, on, right? He he the, he does not attempt to locate them. He basically is like, "I'm done." I every time I turn around, there's a shootout. I'm surrounded by cops. It's WD, you say, right? Right, WD forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's done. <laughs> okay. Now, Bonnie and Clyde actually just somehow manage to lay low. They start planning. They're plotting and planning. Because in November, they emerge and they attempt to hold up a payroll office in Texas. And it doesn't go very well. But in ARP, Texas, they go ahead and do this hold up. In the meantime, DW40, he gets caught. 
by the Popo. And basically, D.W. does this thing where he says that Clyde forced him into this life of crime. And so he cooperates with the police, giving them all the information they need to help track down another Clyde. Correct. Correct. So, at this time, there are massive teams, different departments, because, again, they're dodging and weaving There's a different There's a manhunt. But one of them, which is the lead detective on the case, is Bon Bon's old customer, Hinton. And he's basically told, you, ha- you, you need to pull all the stops out to stop these guys. He kind of starts figuring out they kind of have a bit of a route that they kind of rotate. Because, again, Bonnie and Clyde are family-oriented people. So certain times of the years, they're prone, like Christmas and certain birthdays, to swing in to visit the family. Now, they understand this route to the point where they actually scout out Clyde's mother's house because... They know it's going to it's her birthday, and they know Clyde's going to want to come by and see his mom. So, yeah, I got to go see mom on her birthday. Correct. Yeah. So they start surveillancing her house. Her name is Cummy. Cummy's house from a nearby gas station, and sure enough, they see they see the couple showing up at the family the gathering. So you know, being law enforcement, they don't want to injure any people. So what they basically do is. They're just like, you know, barrel, it's time to surrender. But they're like, oh, hell no. And Bon Bon and Clyde not only dart for the car, but, you know, they're not surrendering, basically, is the whole point of this story. Never give up. Correct. However. Ride or die. Correct. The police begin shooting at Bonnie and Clyde, and they get both Bonnie and Clyde. In the knees, and as Bonnie and Clyde are pulling away, Clyde whips out his machine gun and fires back. So it's just the two of them. And Bonnie and Clyde are like, we need more people. Who can we trust? And that's when Clyde's like, you know what? We need to get old Ray Ray out. (laughs) Ray Ray? Correct. Ray Hamilton. So on January 16th, 1934, they... Bonnie and Clyde mount a jailbreak for good old Ray Ray. And when they do this, when they bust him out of the Texas prison, Ray Ray grabs his bestie, his new bestie, Henry Meffin. And, of course, in the commotion, a, a, a prison guard gets killed. And this is kind of now where... Texas, who I believe the governor at that time was a woman, she's like, oh, hell no. We got to stop these fuckers. Correct. And that's when Texas decides to hire a former Texas Ranger by the name of Frank Hammer. Okay. So the four of them go on to commit crime after crime, shooting more cops. It's just... It's beyond the point of conversations at this point in time. Over time, Ray Ray actually starts complaining about the division of the stolen money. Clyde's like, you just got to go. So they separate from Ray Ray, but they keep they keep Henry. 
And they actually kind of start doing this thing where they start visiting Henry's family as well. And so one particular visit with Henry's family, while Bonnie and Clyde were sleeping, Henry sees cops coming down the driveway. And, you know, he alerts Clyde. And he's like, let's let's just kill them. But Clyde's like, no, 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 let's just get out of the way. Let's just go. But he decides to turn around. and He, he being Henry. He being Henry decides to just kill the police officers, which he does. So even though, you know, their original intention was to get out, sep- you know, separate. Well, Clyde's intention was to get out. Correct. Clyde's original intention was to get out, you know, let's just shoot our way out of this as normal. Henry's like, no, no, bang, bang. We're going to kill all these fucking pigs. Yes, right. That's what he said, probably. Probably. Probably in that order, too. Probably. Okay. Exact words. So, at this point in time, Bonnie and Clyde, they're on the run. They're still robbing stores, but they know at this time. They know it's just a matter of time. Before they are dead or before they get caught? Probably both. Probably both. Okay. So they know it's just a matter of time. And they decide, okay, there's going to be a family gathering in May. We're going to travel in that direction. But on April 1st, as Bonnie and Clyde are just driving down the highway, they actually encounter two highway patrolmen and... Before the officers could even draw their guns, Bonnie and Clyde just start shooting. So it's it's almost like they have resigned to their destiny, but they're not ready to go yet. Because in, in Miami, Oklahoma, they encounter the police. One falls mortally wounded, and the other, which was the police chief, actually gets abducted. So now they're... Kidnapping another cop. Right. But this time it's the chief. Correct. But they actually release him, but he's still wounded. So they're basically now leaving trail of police officers, dead police officers. Yeah. Okay. So with Hammer on, on the hunt, on the case, they start asking and questioning people and pinpointing some good information. And they learn... This group learns that Bonnie and Clyde with Henry decide to have a party at Black Lake in Louisiana on the night of May 21st, 1934, and that they're due to return to the area two days later. With this in mind, Hammer puts together a posse who's basically been tracking the pair since February. Again, they notice the pattern. They know that they like to visit family members. They know that they're swinging and, you know, circling in certain states. So here again, they've gotten this information that they're supposed to be returning to Black Lake, Louisiana. And with this information, Hammer, with this full posse, and we're talking the Dallas County Sheriff deputies, uh, Alcorn and Ted Hinton, okay? We're talking former Texas Ranger B.M. Manny Galt, we're talking the Benville Parish Sheriff Henderson Jordan and his deputy, Oakley. And what they do is they set up this ambush at a rendezvous point along Louisiana State Highway 154, south of Gibbsland, which is but heading towards Silas. So 
They get there at 9, 9 o'clock p.m. on the 21st, and they wait out the whole next day. There's no sign of the couple. And then they get back there approximately 9.15 on May the 23rd, and while they're in concealed in the bushes along the side of the road, they actually put Henry's dad on the road right in front of them to encourage Clyde and Bonnie to stop, to to stop and help uh, Henry's dad as a as a as a ploy to get them to slow down their cars. So, at approximately nine fifteen on May twenty third, as they're hiding in the bushes, they hear his, his they hear Barrel's stolen Ford V eight approaching because he's a speeder, so he's coming at high speed. But as soon as he sees that Henry's dad is standing by his truck, he starts to slow down. And the second they realize and recognize Bonnie and Clyde, this posse opens up fire. And and by fire, I mean just a hailstorm. They let it loose. Of bullets. Clyde dies first. And it is believed that he is actually killed instantly by the Deputy Oakley's initial headshot. They, in their report later, they'll say that they could hear Bon Bon screaming as she realizes her Clyde is dead. And then they open fire on her. And They didn't even give her a chance to give up no, after no. they killed Clyde? No. I mean, not that she probably wouldn't have, but they could. No, they're they're thinking of the three dead law men. Yeah, no, I get it. Who didn't even have a chance to pull their guns out? No, I get it. And it is said that there was a there was at least a combination of a hundred and thirty bullet rounds that were shot. So they're dead. Bon Bon and Clyde are dead. When the dust clears, of course, the officers check the car in the car they find what is essentially an arsenal of weapons and we're talking automatic rifles sawed off semi-automatic shotguns assorted handguns and just thousands of rounds of ammunition along with 15 sets of license plates from various states and for as much as technology was not a thing back then word of the death of Bonnie and Clyde spreads like wildfire. Hammer, Jordan, Oakley, and Hinton drive to town to call their bosses to let them know Bonnie and Clyde is dead. And Galt and Alcorn are left to guard the bodies. And because word spreads like fire, this the shootout, the site of this shootout, literally gets swarmed by people. And these people are at insane. They're cutting off bloody locks of Bonbon's hair. They're cutting pieces from her dress, at, you know, as souvenirs. They, they even stopped a man from cutting off of Barrow's trigger finger. And it was just, I mean, it was unreal. They're taking shards of glass from the shattered car windows. Someone was even trying to cut off Clyde's ear. It was really a basic circus atmosphere. So when Hammer and the rest of the gang return, they're like pushing everybody back. Everyone's out of control. And it was just a madhouse. So 
In fact, word not only spreads like wildfire, and people are just so enthralled with the Bonnie and Clyde gang and so enamored with it, this little town swells from a population of 2,000 to 12,000 people of curious people. And and they're literally coming by train, horseback, buggy, and by plane within hours. Okay, And, of course, the town does everything they can to benefit from this. Local beer, which was normally selling for 15 cents a bottle, jumps up to 25 cents. Ham sandwiches, you know, sold out quickly. Everybody's cashing in, basically, of uh, on this, this moment of history, this moment of time and Bonnie and Clyde's infamy. So they made the town rich. Correct. For well, a, brief, good, a brief, brief moment. That's good. They did their part, kind of. Right. Now, Bonnie and Clyde's body gets taken to C.F. Boots Bailey's Undertaker, and it is said that their bodies were so riddled with bullets that he had a difficult time embalming the bodies. All the embalming fluid probably leaked out all the bullet holes. Correct. (laughs) Now, and it's interesting because it's kind of like a sad thing, but the funeral parlor was also a furniture store, and when Henry Barrel... Clyde's dad came down to identify Clyde's body. He confirmed that it was Clyde's body, and then he walked over to a rocking chair in the furniture section of the building and just cried. So at the time that they were killed in 1934, it was believed that they had committed 13 murders, a total of 13 murders, obviously several robberies, burglaries, kidnappings, and car thefts. As for the bodies, both Bonnie and and Clyde's body get shipped back to Dallas where the family actually kind of, both families actually make the mistake of allowing public viewings because literally 10,000 people showed up to take a peek at Clyde's corpse. Another 20 or another 10,000, so an estimation of 20,000 came to see bonbons. And the funerals were just as overly packed. I mean, perfect strangers attending their funeral. In fact, Clyde's pallbearers was even having a hard time, you know, making their way through the crowd to get to the gravesite. That's crazy. Yeah, I, like I can't imagine. Well, they d- you have to remember why you would want to go to see what what some else murder. is going on in 1934. Nothing. The Great Depression is going on. So, even though Bonnie had told her mother she wanted to be buried next to Clyde because she really, really loved him, Bonnie's mom was like, no. No, bitch, it ain't happening. Correct. So, Bonnie was buried at Flytrap Cemetery. She later gets moved to the Dallas Crown Hill Memorial Park. Okay. And Clyde's grave is actually next to his brother, his brother's, in Western Heights Cemetery in Dallas. And his epitaph reads, Gone but not forgot. So that, like I said, is the story of Bonbon and her Clyde. She sounds like she really loved him. I mean... I think, well, like she, I said, she does die with her she, wedding ring on. Yeah. But she chose to stay with him. She went through the ringer. Yes, literally. Yeah. So. Crazy. All right, let's discuss the giveaway. 
What are we giving away? Uh, it's a surprise. Oh, secret, secret squirrel stuff. Yes. Oh, super secret. Okay. Yes. And I did actually want to remind everybody, including my uh, international listeners, that they are more whoop than whoop. welcome. Go international. I know. That they are more than welcome to submit an entry. All you need to do is send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com, letting me know what their favorite episode of my podcast was. Hey, aren't you on Facebook too? I am on Facebook. Thanks for the reminder. What's it at? Where the dark corners are. On Facebook. On Facebook. And all you need to do is send me a request. And I think that's it for tonight. Final thoughts on our killing couple? It's crazy. I mean, like, wow. And like I said already, Bonnie must have really loved her Clyde because she followed him to the end. She sure did. All right. If you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have a specific tourist attraction in mind, send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. <laughs> <laughs>